York, New York, big city of dreams. I'm talking, talking, I'm talking straight out. New York, New York, big city of dreams. What's going on? This is Jay Ellis from Nick of Time Show here, giving you that Knicks talk just in a nick of time. And it's time to talk Knicks basketball because the Knicks lose to the Miami Heat 110 to 96. Uh, the starters never really got it going today. It seems like they were intimidated. It seems like they were sped up. And our fearless leader or supposed leader Julius Randle never really got it going today. But we saw some glimpses of hope from the second unit. Um, and they, they cut the lane, they cut the lead to 10 points in the second quarter. But you already know what it is. You already know what our motto is on the KOT show. Sometimes Tibbs just be tibbing. And today, that's exactly what happened. And the Knicks end up going down by 30 points and getting smacked by this Miami Heat. Um, only for the second year to come back into the game and try to get this thing back on the rails but ultimately end up losing to the Heat 110 to 96 and we are going to talk about it uh, before we do let me talk about it I'm gonna introduce my guys first and foremost it is my guy the man the myth the legend the guy with the stats and the facts Ryan G's in the building, rough loss tonight, and I'm already crying inside because the Knicks got the Bucks left. I don't know how that game's going to go either. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's looking crazy, man. It's looking crazy. And, uh, of course, you know I have to bring back my guy, one of the most favorite, one of the favorite video guys on Knicks Twitter, uh, my dude, Ariel, man. What's going on, dog? What's up, man? I'm happy to be back. It's been a while. Yeah, it's definitely been a while. Um, dang, seems like your audio is kind of chopping up, but hopefully that gets fixed. But um, here we go, man. Listen, and, and you know what? And before we even start the show, I never really asked this, but I'm gonna guess I should start doing this. Please hit the like button, subscribe button. It helps us get views. It helps promote the show, so people know what's going on, and the algorithms can be kind to us. And comments will also be appreciated. I'm gonna start bringing back some comments too, like some comments of the week's type of stuff for the next episode. So make sure you guys comment for the next show. All right, but let's get into it. And I'm going to start the, this show off by saying this. Julius Randle needs the Evan Fournier treatment. All right? And he's not had it so far, but it needs to be done. And what do I mean by that he needs the Evan Fournier treatment? <laughs> Sometimes, you know, Evan Fournier seems to be playing minutes depending on what his performance is allowing. When Evan Fournier is playing bad, uh, it seems like recently the new kid, Grimes, is getting respect, and he's starting to come in and play some of these minutes. It, the same cannot be said for our guy Julius Randle, who had a team leading 26 minutes at the time of that 30-point blowout, um, but <laughs> even though Obi Toppin had a great game. And... I'm not on that. I'm not one of those guys who's who's like, ooh, we gotta fire Tibbs. He's the worst coach in the world, and and we need to get rid of him. Fire Tibbs, get rid. I'm not that guy. Y'all guys been watching me for a long time. That's not been my stilo for this for this long time. But today was one of those days where I wanted to pull my hair out, and it just seems like today Tibbs was tibbing, and he did not let the second unit run when he had it going, and left the the, the first unit in way too long. And I'm going to end my little rant like that. And 
I'm gonna kick it off the Ariel. Ariel, man, what do you have to say about that? And what do you have to say about Coach Tibbs and the way he's been coaching so far? Um, I tweeted just like the you know the, the lineup that we know has been playing poorly all season continues to play poorly. Um, expecting anything different at this point is kind of insane. Um, I think we've all seen it now. We're 49 games, 50 games in. Um, I don't, I don't know what other is to explore. What's on The pace is always very slow, very stagnant. Um, it always feels like a kind of my turn, your turn thing. Yeah. Um, no one's breaking down the defense. Um, and like in theory, you know, Julius is drawing the double teams, which you want. He's not making the right decisions all the time, and then his jumper's not falling. So it's just like a bunch of issues are compounding each other. And what you're getting is just bad results every time. And my biggest issue with this season has been kind of, uh, I don't, I'm not, I'm also like you, I'm not saying fire tips or anything. I'm not on that train. Just that I think his substitution patterns, like, starts the game. Usually, you know, people say um, it's who finishes games, it's not who starts games. But with Tib, who starts games matters because, like, you play those first eight minutes kind of regardless of the performance. Um, we've seen that this year. And, it's a guaranteed, like, kind of 16 minutes a game where it's like you're kind of throwing away to a poor lineup that you know isn't going to give you good results. So, I mean, all kind of saw it coming. You know, the Heat are really good, and the Knicks are kind of a bad matchup. So, not really shocking, but I was more shocked at how long he kept um, yes. sticking with that lineup. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm going to expand, expand on something you said before I kick it to you, Ryan, because uh, yeah. something came out on Athletic, and it was talking about the slow pace that Alex mentioned earlier, right? Um, and get this, uh, we already, we already talked about how slow the pace is when Alec Burks gets, gets into the game and he starts running, um, the, the point guard matchups, the point guard for New York Knicks, but get this, here it is, get this, the Knicks average 19.4 seconds on possessions when Burks brings the ball up, which ranks dead last among the 88 players who have initiated at least 500 possessions this season. According to information compiled by the second spectrum and supplied to the athletic. Walker, meanwhile, is second to last among those 88. So either Walker or Burks has started a point guard in the 44 of the Knicks 48 games this season. Which kind of brings me to another point when it comes to Emmanuel quickly. But before I even get to that point, I'm, I'm, I'm going to stay away from that. And I'm going to let Brian G kick it off and let, let get your thoughts off about Tom Thibodeau and his coaching patterns and Julius Randle and his poor play. <laughs> Yeah, um, Ariel pretty much started out with Thibs coaching patterns because if you watch, if like if you're a person who watches Knicks games, you know when Thibs is going to go in with Burks. It's going to be at like that five-minute mark within the first or the third quarter where he's going to take out Kemba and put in Burks. You know Obi's going to come in at the end of the first or the third quarter or at least near the end of the first or the third quarter. And then in between that time period, that's when – Taja Noel comes in quickly and grinds. And it doesn't matter what happens in a game, he sticks to those patterns. And as Ariel stated, when you stick to those patterns and that starting lineup is not giving you the result that you need, the game just gets out of hand. And then you always expect in the second unit to come in and bring the, and bring the, you know, the team back into the game. And Sibs, like, and then uh, Julius Randle, it's funny because in the first quarter, I thought Julius Randle actually played well in the first quarter. It felt like he was reading the double teams well, you know, passing it out to open guys. And 
and you know things of that nature. But then as the game went on, he just I don't know what he just flatlined and yeah. yeah, he just flatlined as the game went on. And there has to come a time where this has to stop being so stubborn because I understand Julius Randle. He's the most improved player. He's the all star from last season, all NBA and all this stuff. But it's like he's not playing well this season. You cannot continue to leave him out there when he's playing like trash. You have to change it up a bit. Yeah. Like it's obvious it's obvious that his confidence is shot. He's shooting when he's supposed to be passing, passing when he's supposed to be shooting. And it, he's bringing a team down. And I can't I, I just don't get I don't get how listen. We were, we were down big. We were down. The second unit comes in. Tom starts to make substitution patterns. There was a, there was a lineup in that I, I liked, man. It was quickly. It was Grimes. It was Mitch. It was RJ. And um, I'm forgetting the last one. I'm forgetting the last guy that was in there. And Obi. And Obi. And these guys was was going at it. We got the, we got the, got the game cut to 10 points, guys. 10 points. Obi topping is hitting threes. The last few games, Obi Toppin has been raining threes. That's the things that we've been saying that we need to Obi to do to get to that next level. He's hitting threes. He's faking threes, going to the basket and get easy layups. He has a synergy with quickly. Then RJ comes in. We're, we're, we're chipping away at the lead. And then Tibbs just comes in. And Tibbs, man, he just starts tipping again. And he doesn't read the flow of the game. He's just so rigid. And it's tiring. And it's exhausting. And... I somebody has to be real with this kid. Johnny Bryant. Maybe maybe we need to call Woody and bring him back for a day. I don't know, but somebody needs to get through this this guy because he's getting way too stubborn for me. And it's not even he's hurting us in he's he's hurting us in two realities. He's hurting us in the long term and the short term. Like we're losing because he's le we're leaving Randall in there. And also we have a you're gonna have to make a decision on Obi Toppin uh, sooner or later. And the way Obi is playing right now, we have these stretches when he's hitting threes and going to the basket and playing defense. That's the type of games that raises Obi's value. That's the type of games that gives him confidence. Um, so that's the type of games that kind of even make us decide in the long term whether we want to keep him or not. And Tom is kind of messing up both of those things simultaneously by not playing Randall, and he has to change that. Ah, I'll go ahead, Ariel. I, I just think I think I think he's kind of coaching this year's team as if it's last year's team, and like I, I don't think I think he's failing to see that guys like IQ and Obi have kind of taken a step up in their you know performance, and I think they kind of need big, uh, bigger roles in the offense and just on the court in general. And I think um, even that leash he has with Julius, you know, in the beginning of the season, pretty much up until like Christmas, I was kind of like. I think Julius will figure it out. He's getting there, you know, some subtle improvements. Um, but I think now, you know, 50 games in, that's a huge sample size. Um, I think we're starting to see that, like, you know, his leash does need to be pulled back a little bit. He's not at that same level that he was last year. And I think the key is, like, understanding that with Julius, he might not, he might never be as good as he was last year, but you need him to find a balance between being that good and then this bad. You can't have him be at this level because, a lot of resources into him, and this team is oh, man. Yeah, a lot of people are claiming, you know, RJ first option. I'm not going to get into that right now. Just saying that I think this is kind of important to this franchise. And I don't think his contract is anything like hindering, like it'll, you know, like destroy 
Your connection is kind of breaking up a lot. I'm not sure what's happening, but crash is breaking up a lot. Um, Ariel. Ariel, hold on one second, Ariel. I might ask you to call. I might ask you to call. And do we know? Because your connection is getting is getting crazy. <laughs> and I want I want them to actually be able to hear you. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The audio is chipping. The audio is definitely chipping. So, um, Ryan, you know what, Ryan, I'm gonna let you. T- I'm gonna let you comment that on Ryan, and I'm gonna see if Ariel can get the audio together. Ariel, I think Ariel, you know what to do. I, I don't know if you can. All right. Go ahead, Ryan. All right. Well, um, yeah. So. I think Ariel is right about that. He is coaching this year's team like he's coaching last year's team. I think Dibs isn't really focused on the changes from the two teams because last year he actually had a team that defended well. So even if that first unit wasn't scoring, Dibs could, could, you know, depend on those guys to at least play defense and keep the game close. And last season, the first unit, I mean – combined, granted, you know, they, we had Alfred Payton and Bullock and those guys on the court with um, Randall. Sorry. Those guys could actually at least maintain – They could. those guys could stay in the game because they actually played defense at a certain level. And this was one of the best defensive teams last season. But this year, you have to realize you have Kemba, you have Fournier. The defense has dipped a bit. This first unit hasn't shown pretty much all season that they could actually hold the lead. And the second unit has proven all season that they can take advantage and increase the leads or get back into games. So I think you have to realize as a coach, like, okay, my first unit isn't doing too well. Right. My second unit is doing much better. So why not shift the minutes to where, okay, that first unit gets a little less playing time. And then you bring that second unit to bring to, to then you bring that second unit to play more. And then, you know, you can also mix and match. So it's like, okay, you know, it's not like you have to take out the whole first unit early and then put in the whole second unit. You can mix and match because, I mean, to be real about it, in the, in the first unit, the guys who are playing really well are Mitch and RJ. Yeah. Those two guys are playing really well. So you can mix and match. You know, you can take out Kemba, Fournier, and Randall, and, like, maybe with um Mitch and RJ, just put in, like, you know, Obi for Randall um, grind for Fournier, and then, you know, put it quickly for Walker, and then roll with those guys a bit, and then, you know, as time goes on, and it gets later in the quarter, then you can take out Mitch and put in Taj Gibson on the world, and then you can put in um, whether you want to go with Cam or Burks for RJ. So it's the stubbornness that's really killing – That's just, it's the stubbornness of Thibs that's really killing the Knicks at the moment. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, it's like it's a it's a compound of issues. You know, it's also like Randall Randall's not playing well, California, yeah, they're not playing up to their potential potential. So it's it's just a whole mess right now. It's a definitely a whole mess right now because like that's part of it too. Like Kemba is back in the game, and what's and it, it's crazy because Kemba went off for a week and he was saving us for a week. Um, now this is like his second or third game back after sitting for a long time, and we know when he's not hitting threes, um. And he's not contributing on that side of the ball. He's a he's a defensive liability. So we're starting to see that, right? Kind of why quickly played a lot of minutes before because quickly was at least able to hold um to kind of hold it down on the defensive end. Um, and sometimes what's happening right now is you know coach goes with with Alec Burke sometimes. But here's the thing, man. 
and, and, and let me know when Ariel is patched in Fritz or whatever. But um, here's the thing, and it's not per it's not perfect all the time. I'm not I'm not saying quickly is perfect. I'm not saying he you know he's a starting point guard or whatever, but at certain times he gives us the best chance to win because you saw the difference between the first unit and the second unit when quick when uh <laughs> when uh when the second unit came in the se the second unit once again you move the moves the ball around. The balls move from side to side. The head of faking him, him, Grimes, all those guys are playing at another level offensively and defensively. And I'm feeling like I'm repeating myself like like beginning of last year. Like the starters have to look at that and and take heed and start to move the ball more. You know what I'm saying? So I like I I'm, I'm gonna bring it up again. I'm gonna bring I'm, I'm bringing these up. I'm bringing the plus minus the plus minus. You. See, this is the plus minus from a game ago from Stat Muse. Um, starting from the beginning of the season until now, quickly in the top and has the highest plus minus on the team. And sometimes I feel like, you know, sometimes numbers can be skewed for sure because of minutes and matchups and bench versus bench versus starters and all the things of this nature. But when things are happening like tonight, when the bench is cutting the lead to 10, you have to kind of play to these plus minus numbers. You kind of have to play to the game. Not even just plus minus. You have to play to the game and let these guys rock. Because at, at the end of the day, when Quickly was in the game today and Toppin was in the game, Quickly, once again, was creating wide open shots for his teammates. Something that it seems like Burks can't do at a consistent basis. And um, Kemba does it sometimes, but he didn't do it today. Kemba didn't do it today. So I feel like tonight, today was a day where quickly should have ran a lot more point guard and run with that first unit, even if he was with the second unit. And shout out to Grimes. Busting the shots for Grimes. Because Grimes is right now taking over Fournier's minutes and he's earning the trust of Tom Thibodeau. And he actually played more minutes than Evan Fournier today. Um, if I'm looking at the minutes, I think Grimes played. Grimes played. If I'm looking at the minutes distribution, Fournier played 19 minutes and 53 seconds. Grimes played 31 minutes and 26 seconds. All right. Um, Ariel, let me know if if, if you if you're on or not. Are you on back? I'm here. You you back? Yeah, yeah. I hear perfectly fine. Does sound good? I think it sounds good. Chopped up a bit, but now I think it sounds a little bit better. All right. Cool. Anything you have to say about anything we said today? Anything we said? I know we got uh, cut off before. I missed most of what you guys just said. I didn't hear anything. Um, but I caught the end of it, talking about IQ. Uh, I'll kind of just jump in there. Um, thing with IQ that I think I would like to see him start is that I don't know if you guys mentioned he pushes base. Um, and I think he's one of the few guys that's kind of consistently breaking down defenses right now, which the next starters kind of need. Yeah. Um, and I think even dating back to last year, when he was, the lineups with him, RJ, and Randall have always been really good. And I think it's because he kind of can play that on and off role. Yeah. Um, that kind of they they both need. And I think he he's one of the few guys on the team that I kind of I'm kind of disappointed that we haven't really seen more of from Fournier. But he's the one guy that's kind of like a connector in between those two guys. And I think he kind of branches their games really well together. So um, I'm a big. Yeah, I'm a big proponent of him being in the starting lineup. Also, Grimes. I don't know if you guys talked about him or not, but yep. I, I think both those guys should be in the starting lineup. 
Okay. All right. Ooh, still a little bit choppy. Are you frozen? I think you got frozen. I think your internet connection is just weird in general. I think. Yeah, I think Ariel froze for a second. <laughs> but yeah. I, I, all right, let me let me call in then. I'll, I'll try to call in. All right, all right, cool, cool, cool. So yeah, man. So Ariel kind of said what I was saying this year. Like, um, he he's talking about the way he quickly gets into the paint and kind of disrupts, um, and trying gets and, and and creates for Julius. I've been saying this all season too. To me, when it comes. So to quickly, it seems like he he creates the most open shots with Julius Randle. I've been saying that all year, and it, it, Julius doesn't always convert on them, but you know he creates the space, so he doesn't really have to think. All he has to do re- is react, and that's what I like about having quickly in there with Julius Randle. And like and like Ariel said as well, he's a sp- he can be a spot up shooter, off of Randle as well. But uh, the only the, the downside of quickly this year is he hasn't been hitting that three. This season, like we've hoped. That can change. That that would change everything about Quickly's game because I feel I do feel like he took a step in the right direction, um, as far as an offensive player. Even though I do feel like you know it's up and down. He doesn't always play that pure point guard role, but he has the ability. If if you know Tom has to wheel him in, Tom definitely has has to wheel him in. Um, but you you touched on something earlier, Ariel. You, I don't know, still listen. You talked about RJ getting the keys. <laughs> Okay, I think maybe not back yet. Okay, he's not back yet. He's still trying to get his stuff together. But um, yeah. But shout out to somebody before we go. You know what? I'm a shout out to the chat. And you know what? Gunshots for the chat, man. All eighty two gang, man. All eighty two. Uh, you can be anywhere with her in the world, but you're here with us. So shout out to the chat for rocking with the KOT show, and also give shout out to uh Robert Paris who gives a four ninety nine super chat. Um, with no message, he had a message but he deleted it. But shout out to since Robin Paris is a four nine nine super chat. All right, <laughs> the super chat definitely helps us keep the lights on, helps uh keeps things going, and uh you know it helps uh you know it just helps help helps us support the channel and the things that we're trying to do to build up this KOT family. But shout out to Be Civilized, shout out to D Nice, shout out to Picks for Timmy, shout out to Don Hines, shout out to Marcus Ush, um Ricardo Custer. And everybody else was rocking with the KOT show. The phone lines are open as well. Um, the, yeah, the phone lines are open as well. So if you do want to call in, or you already know what to do. Call 319-527-6241. I'm just going to have to go on the show. I mean, I'm, I'm going to just read some stuff for our area when it gets back going. All right? <laughs> yeah. And I guess, you know, I guess um, until Ariel comes back, I'm just going to throw in something right quick. Um... I think what this has to also look at too is you okay, the Knicks offense. With Kem in the game, with Burks in the game at point guard, the Knicks haven't been doing well on offense like we thought they should be. And like you said, the pace slows down with both point guards at the helm. And I think that when you have a when you have an offense that struggles in that half court, you're going to need somebody to push the pace and pick it, and pick it up a bit so that the team can score more easily on the offense. And I think that's what quickly comes in. Right. So I think, you know, this have to look at, has to look at that as well, you know, and think about, you know, inserting, you know, possibly inserting quickly into the starting lineup and see if you can push the pace a bit. Yeah, I agree with you. I feel like him pick, pick up. Cause you know, RJ is another guy too, who likes to push the pace. So um, I feel like he would also help RJ as well. And I think that's exactly why I always say I like RJ playing with that second unit. 
Yeah. So, um, yeah, I definitely agree with you. I definitely agree with you. You know, it's it's interesting. Interesting enough today. Um, like I said, shout out to R.J. Barrett. Um, I I still um R.J. missed two free throws in a row, and I was screaming at him when he missed those free throws. I'm like, come on, R.J. But you know, at the end of the day, R.J. still his free throws. I mean, R.J. R.J. fought back. R.J. fought back. So if you are looking for any positives to take away from this game. It's that it's looking more and more like RJ has taking that next step. Um, he's figured out when to pass, when to shoot, um, and you know his turnover. What was his turnover numbers today? Let me actually look at his turnover numbers today. Can you guys hear me now? Or? Yeah, we can, yeah, hear, can hear you. You might not be able to hear right, the cool. call. You might not be able to hear the calls, um, Ariel, but you'll be able to hear right now. All right, you, everybody yeah. else should be here, you though. All right, cool. So, yeah, two turnovers. Okay, RJ had two turnovers. But the thing I liked about RJ Barrett, though, is that he's he's just figured out how to score in bunches, even when the the, the defense was tough on him. And I feel like Art I feel like that first unit, even RJ, they were kind of um shocked by the intensity of the defense, and it took a while for him to get used to. But once he got used to it, I feel like he found a little bit of a rhythm and he didn't hesitate on his threes. He was able to go to the basket, finish with uh bam out of bio under the under the rim. And be able to pick his spots. So it, it just seems like even with their tough defense today, RJ is ascending in the right direction. And even if this, this season kind of falls by the wayside, one of the positives can be the the um the ascension of RJ Barrett. Now, Ari, we were talking about giving RJ the keys earlier before. Okay. And that conversation. What do you feel about RJ's production? And do you feel like it's time to give him the keys right now? Um I'm probably going to be an unpopular opinion, but I don't think he's necessarily ready to be a number one option. I think we kind of saw a little bit of the limitations against, I think it was OKC in Toronto. Mm -hmm. um, and I think he can eventually maybe get there one day, but I think right now he kind of struggles against aggressive defenses. Um, we saw that, I forgot what game it was, it was last week, but it was, it was the Timberwolves. Mm -hmm. they, they were aggressive on defense. They were trapping him and he kind of struggled to make the right reads. And I know Julius has also struggled to make those reads as well this season. Yeah. Um, but I think sometimes, yeah, but I think sometimes if you give a young player kind of too much to kind of handle early on, can kind of mess with them a little bit. So I, I think kind of the, I kind of like how Tibbs has managed RJ, which I know a lot of people don't agree with. But I think that a lot of the sets, you know, like the pistol action that they run for him, I think it's like a very kind of safe and easy kind of way to to work on his development mm -hmm. it's very simple reads he catches it he comes off the screen and he either has the drive or he has the lob to pitch and i think it's kind of really good for him now that sense um but then at the same time i kind of see the other side of it where julius is playing really bad and he's hurting he's hurting you and you kind of want to start shifting the ball away from his hands yep into rj so i mean i kind of do see both sides of the argument um what i would do if i was a coach which i'm not um, I try to get Julius going by playing him with different guys. Maybe playing him in a smaller lineup with Obi alongside him could help him get going. Um, but yeah, I'm not all the way there yet. RJ being the number one right now. I feel you. I feel you. I, I, I'm, I'm more, I'm, I'm more on the side of, even though he's not the pure number one right now, I like that he's taking more shots. I feel, I do kind of feel like agree, Tom is getting... I think I do feel like Tom is kind of um, 
giving him some more number one type of role and more number one type of touches. Like I like how he's he's feeling like the leader of the second unit a lot of times. I do like that, and I do feel like I like. Okay, so the game before, right? Correct me if I'm wrong. You're seeing Randall dribble, dribble, dribble. RJ is clapping for the ball. I'm trying to figure out the game before. Is RJ clapping for the ball because he feels like he's hot? Or is RJ clapping for the ball because he was supposed to have the ball? You know what I'm saying? That's the thing that I was thinking because in the end of game situation, as limited as RJ is, I still feel like his handle has improved a little bit. And I still, I still would rather hit have the ball than than Randall to be honest. With you so I, you're talking about the Cleveland one? Yeah, the Cleveland game. Yeah, the Cleveland what, game. What I, what I thought happened was Julius brought it up and he was kind of ready to attack. He took his time, but he was gonna attack. I think it was Dean Wade, and I think RJ also wanted it as well because he had Rondo. So I think they both had mismatches that they wanted to attack, and they both didn't know what the other wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So it kind of looked a little awkward. Got you, got you, <laughs> got you. Yo, yo, and mute, mute him on Blog Talk, um, please, um, Fritz, if you can, all right? Because I know it's like a little bit of an echo right now, all right? But to salute to the chat, um, I think we have a caller. First caller up is JT. JT, let us know what your name is, where you're from, and oh, you know what? Before before you even get to JT, um, shout five dollars super chat. Shout out to uh, Rodney. All of says our starters lack athleticism in the crunch and we don't have a closer now we don't have a real closer and yeah between evan fournier and and kemba walker we don't have the athleticism all the time to keep up with the the pace of the game the one thing that you watch when you saw miami play defense man and the one thing i envied was the way they uh they play defense the way that Tibbs wants our team to play defense. And when I say that, is they, they close out to the middle, they double-team in the middle, and they spray out to the three. And they hit every single rotation at every single moment they get. And not only that, they also, at the same time, manage to put two bodies on Mitch to prevent an offensive rebound at every time. There hasn't been a time all game where Mitch didn't have two bodies on him. Because usually, you know, if... The Knicks get to the hole. Uh, Mitch has been eating by, you know, the defense collapsing, getting the offensive rebounding, and getting putbacks. He hasn't really been able to get putbacks today, and that's a credit to the, the, the Heat's coaching and the way they've been playing defense and how disciplined they are. So it's uh, it, it, it's rough. It, it was, it's a rough one, man. <laughs> but, yeah, so, salute to you guys, man. First caller up, we got JT. JT, let us know where you're from and what are you going to talk about. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Shout out to my guy JT. Uh, this was this was a rough one. This was a really really frustrating loss. Besides the fact that Pat Riley was in the house, and uh, it was of course you know it was against Miami. But one thing, shout out to Jeff Van Gundy. Yeah, I'm telling y'all, y'all should have watched that game on ESPN. Jeff Van Gundy was the most PG version of what he really wanted to say, but we could read in between the lines, and that's why I said. He need to call Tibbs and have that real conversation you really want to have with him and let him tell him about himself. What What did Jeff say? But a lot. He basically said the rotations don't make no sense. The starters are playing terrible. Change has got to happen. <laughs> and he was bigging up. He was he he. This is all Jeff's words. And he was bigging up 
uh, Grimes like crazy. He was, he really like, he sounded like he was our coach again. Like he was disgusted. He was frustrated. He sounded like he was about to take the headset off and just say tips, sit down. I got it from him. <laughs> <laughs> like, and yeah, and they worked that, together. That was just, exactly. That's why Jeff had that energy. Like he's like, look, man, let me, let me spool you some more. But um, the, the game, like I said, the game was frustrating. Randall, Randall played a good first quarter because he, you know, he was, that's the best thing about having Randall on the floor. He can attract double teams. But he just, he just, you know, we can't. I, I, it don't make sense to just keep going over it. Like he just, we know where we, we know where he's at. We know what we got to do. Well, we know what we got with him. He's inconsistent, all that stuff. And it's just, it's frustrating because you, when the, when that lineup you said, R.J. Quick, Old Grimes, and Mitch, they should have, they should have ate more. Like they it should, it should have been. It, it really, it really is frustrating because like. Like somebody said in the chat, it's hilarious. It's like Tibbs got this two Ks uh, substitution pattern. Like no matter what, yeah. I looked at the time. I saw when I think it was a commercial. And I saw when Obi was standing on the bench. I'm like, yo, seriously, Tibbs, come on. And like the one Randall when Randall don't even have it. Two, the man looks tired on the floor already. Yes. Accident, so just let Obi run. That's the biggest thing. That's like even even besides yes, yes, we all know that that. Tibbs is going to tib. He be tibbing. But it's like, at least the man is tired. At least that's like the logic thing we all can agree with. That's the best reason oh, to yeah. get somebody down. Super tired in the so, third quarter, for sure. So I, exactly. So I just I don't get I don't understand why he was playing the whole third quarter. Um, I don't even see why Todd's getting so much minutes, especially in a blowout like that. We need energy. Those guys were running us out the gym. They were running us out the gym. And Sims definitely should have had some of those minutes because I didn't, I didn't want Mitch playing on 40 minutes because Mitch probably be out to – all after all star break next season, the way he, you know, the way his durability is, mm-hmm. so that's why it would have been nice to have. And I, what happened to Noel? I thought Noel was good, but they, they, I kept getting conflicting oh, reports, I, man. I kept, I saw he was out. I saw, I saw he was ding town decision. Then I heard he was out. Then I heard the announcers on TV say he was in. And then when the game came on, then you never saw Noel again. So I was like, okay, I guess he's out. So exactly. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. He must have, he must have had too much fun at the strip club the night before. Or something. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. <laughs> but it was just, it is, uh, <laughs> I can't even, I'm pissed. This was, this was such a frustrating moment because of substitution. Because at least if Tibbs would have let the guys that was cooking, moving, keeping up with this, keeping up with Miami on the floor, and then they started getting smoked out, then it's like, we could live with that. But the right. fact that you keep on making these, frustrating bone and like i agree i keep saying it too he's frustrated but like i don't want to keep on this carousel of coaches like if he just can make these substitutions make them make sense then it's we will be i, I feel it in my heart we have way more w's like a lot of these losses are on him that he keeps living and dying with randall and randall just show and it's like if you're not gonna sit him down for the whole game at least like we say when he's playing like trash sit him down yeah man and that and this is one and one quick because tibbs be tibbing the one quick antidote I have too is like with Cam, I was it was refreshing to see Cam on the floor, but Cam's energy, I'm just like, oh my God, hopefully Tibbs don't, you know, still give him severe situational minutes because Tim, Cam wasn't so engaged, which of course, why would you be You're down by 30 and, and it's only like two minutes left to play? Yeah. So this... that's the, so of course I understand it, but just because even Jeff was on, a, even Jeff was spazzing on the, on the um, broadcast saying he didn't like, Cam shot um, decision making with what with, 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 I think he made a he went for a step back three or something. Yeah, but Cam made up for it. He you know hit, hit a nice lay, and it's just I, I'm curious. Everybody keeps saying that Grimes is only getting these minutes because Rose is not is out. I doubt it. I feel like once Rose get back, I feel like Kimba is they're gonna FedEx him back to Charlotte. I don't know what they're gonna do. 
Burks, Burks, his minutes need to get depleted big time. Like, oh he's yeah, just, he's just they, these guys are probably tired because it's it's not the All Star break hasn't happened. It's been over forty some games, and Tibbs playing these guys fifty minutes a game, and there's not even fifty minutes in the in the, in the NBA game. So yeah, I just I. I <laughs> All we could do is just hope that the front office helps him out by taking away some of these guys, or he just opens his eyes to figure it out. Like I said, I, my, I'm looking for two things after all after the trade deadline to see what moves you make, or after um, when we are completely out of the playoff pitch and see what we do then, because we ain't got, if we're not playing if we're not right. playing for anything else at least like let's let let's let's have these substitutions start making sense because again like I said we got ran for all this time. We got whether we like it or not, unless if it's some blockbuster trade, he's here. So just can that man figure it out going on vacation or something? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But whatever it is, let it happen, please, because this I'm, is ridiculous. Yeah, man. Like, I'm – so other than that, I'm out. Make sure y'all hit the like button, subscribe, salute. Like you said, all 82. We still here. Man. We always here. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to my guy JT, man, calling in with the with the facts over here. I, I was getting killed. I got I, I wasn't getting killed, but I I think I ruffled some feathers on Twitter when I said, uh, "Can we take out Cam and put RJ back?" In? <laughs> I think I ruffled a couple of feathers. So it was, it's nice to hear that Je- Jeff Van Gunny agreed with me. Cause I was like, "What the dumb shot was that?" Like <laughs> that's what I was. Yeah. But the game was over, so it is what it is. I was like, "All right." I was I was getting I was getting fooled by the fake comeback, and I'm just like. All right, we're coming back. We need to get the shots. And then, you know, Cam comes in. And, you know, I already have his concerns about, you know, his mid-range game because he's bad at the mid-range. But, you know, he's a three-point sniper. But, you know what? We can talk about that. Um, Cam Reddish, is, Cam Reddish got some minutes today. Uh, I think Ariel good, is good right now. Yeah. What's some, what's, what's, what's some of the – yeah, yeah, here we go. Um, what did you think about Cam Reddish? Cam Reddish's limited run today. Um, I think we kind of got the full Cam Reddish experience. We saw some good, saw some of the bad. <laughs> um, kind of died on screens. Um, took a couple bad, questionable shots, but you also see the talent, like how easy it is for him to get his shot off. So it's right. Like, yeah. So I mean, it, it's. I think the Cam Reddish experience is gonna be. Um, up like pretty up and down there's gonna be a lot of like flashes that like are gonna have people like very into him and then i think there's gonna be like you know sometimes a shot selection or like you know the defense which he's very capable of being a good defender he has all the tools you know you see the size um the way he moves but i don't know i think sometimes he's just very still figuring it out he's still really young yeah yeah i agree with you what do, what do you say about uh that uh, ryan can't the camera just experience today <laughs> yeah um i'll say this um I know he's still trying to get um, acclimated to the team. And, you know, there, there were a few plays where, I, you know, he tried to throw a toss up to OB and kind of overthrew him and quickly kind of overthrew him on the on the break. Which, which I'll, I'll take expected. those. I'll take those. Yeah, that's all I said, which is to be expected because, you know, they're not really used to each other yet. Right. You know, it's going to take time for them to really get adjusted to each other. I, I did like what I saw from Cam on defense a little bit. I mean, besides dying on the screens, like, I felt like when he was really guarding somebody one-on-one, he definitely showed flashes of the type of defender that he can be. Right. Which is what I liked. You know, of course, shot selection is questionable, but that's, that's most young players. You know, he had time to, you know, fix that. You know, overall, I, I'll say this, though. The thing that shocked me was when this took Burks out and put in Cam. I, got, I was shocked. 
I thought Burks was going to get those minutes. But when he put it camp, I was like, damn, wait, hold on. Something's going on here because I'm, this is something unusual. But, uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, overall, I, I was more impressed with what I saw with Cam when he was actually guarding somebody one-on-one. You know, that, that's where I, I was most impressed with him today. That's pretty much what we were saying in, in, in the, uh, the Cam Reddish breakdown when we had our big uh, Cam Reddish reveal. It was like... Um, Listen, man, Grimes, Grimes versus Cam. Because he's like, oh, we gotta take. He's gonna take Grimes minutes. Grimes plays more consistent defense than Cam Reddish does on play to play. Um, his, his IQ on when to stun, when to switch, um, how to move around, play team ball, team defense, and individual defense. One on one is 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 better than Cam and more consistent than Cam. Cam's physical tools allow him to do things that no one else on the team can do. But he's not consistent yet. So if we get that side, if we get him getting, if we if we get his IQ up on the defensive end, and we get him to have that same type of motor that um, Grimes has, then he's gonna be a special defender. But we have to get him to that level at this point. And um, we, I saw a nice little chase down block that he had. I saw some nice defensive sequences, but we need more consistency from that. But um, speaking of Cam Reddish. And uh, listen, I said I said it before. I, f- I feel like the more we lose going to the trade deadline, the more likely it is that we make a move because you know this this front office, believe it or not, because I know guys be like, yo, we we want to play Cam Reddish now. We want to play. We want him now. That's why we here. This front office wants to make the playoffs. This front office really wants to make the playoffs. They want to prove that what the moves that they are done have have been good enough. And if they throw, if they feel themselves, if they throw in a tower early, it's kind of like admit, admitting defeat. So they're not just playing to like you know get Cam Reddish in as soon as possible. They still want to make the playoffs, the front office and tips. But um, what's going to be telling though is when the trade deadline comes and we're playing these tough teams and things start to go down that road. It's gonna be telling to see if they're gonna if these front office and tips is gonna gonna be on the same page and if the front office actually decides to pull the trigger on a trade to to free up more time for Cam Reddish. Um so I don't know, Ariel, what are your thoughts on hey, what are your thoughts on the moves that you feel the Knicks should make um moving forward? Do you feel like they should make a move by trade deadline? Yeah, I think there's definitely I mean from just looking at the rotation, there's like when everyone's healthy, there's like 12, 13 spots for like nine, 10 actual, you know, mm-hmm. 10, 13. I mean, whoa, 12, 13 people for like 10 spots. And I think they need to consolidate a little bit. You know, right. I think I think like Alec Burks is probably the most likely candidate to go. Mm-hmm. I think he has the easiest contract to move. Um, I think he's the most expendable when everyone's healthy just because they have Grimes now, they have Reddish. Mm-hmm. They have a bunch of guys that can kind of take his minutes. And um, even though I do think he's been good for most of the season, Besides this past like week or so, right? Um, but yeah, I think, um, yeah. Overall, I think they're probably gonna get rid of Burks, and I think Kemba might be on his way out too. Um, just like reading, you know, the writing leaves. on the wall. Yeah. But other than that, I don't think there's gonna be anything major. Um, but who knows? Maybe the surprises. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I feel like it has to kind of be a two for one type of move for uh, for Cam Reddish to even sniff some type of rotation minutes, especially because, you know, Alec Burks in particular, they like, he like, he likes, they like to play him at the point guard position. They also like to play the small forward position. So he, he moving him would kind of take some of the control out of Tibbs hands. And 
have uh to actually play the players that need to be played a little bit more. Ryan, what are you what are you thinking? Um, well, I'm pretty much on the same train. I feel like the Knicks are gonna probably make a move if they continue to lose. Um, yeah, they're gonna have to definitely. I think they're gonna have to definitely try to find more playing time for Cam because you're gonna have to you're gonna have to pretty much justify that trade with Cam. You know, you can't just bring this guy in and just have him nailed to the bench and not give him no playing time. You're gonna have to justify, you know, why do you send Knox and a pick to Atlanta to bring this guy here? So you're gonna have to, so you're gonna have to move probably Burks, like Ariel said, or Kemba doesn't seem like he has much of a future here, too, especially with Rose coming back from injury. So, right. yes, yeah, so I think those, those those two are most likely. I don't see Fournier going anywhere, even though I know some Knicks fans are, <laughs> are you know, pretty fed up with Fournier as well. I don't see Fournier going anywhere. Um, Julius is definitely not going anywhere. As much as people want Julius gone too, he's definitely going to be here for the foreseeable future. And yeah, like they just, they just have to, I guess, kind of help, um, you know, Sibs a bit and just, mm-hmm. you know, remove some of the vets so you can, you know, play more of the young guys because the young guys are the guys that are actually performing at the moment. And I just want to throw in this one thing right quick. So the guy that we traded to get Ram to get Cam Reddish here, Kevin Knox. Since Kevin Knox been in Atlanta, Atlanta has won every single game. My man has scored a total of nine points in four games. Uh, Atlanta has won every single game. Ah, uh, I mean, is Kevin Knox a good luck charm that Atlanta always wanted that he couldn't <laughs> be for us? That must be it, man. Um, yeah. Oh man, and I I knew we lost Ariel, guys. We lost Ariel, and I kind of knew we was gonna lose him. I had a feeling because he froze. And his connection is choppy, and that's usually a telltale sign that the internet is is failing you. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not sure if he'll be back and when he'll be back or whatever, but um, yeah, we'll keep this show going. Shout out to Stan Novak. Uh, next caller is in the next caller up. Uh, brace yourself, guys. What Stan we getting today? I'm not sure. Stan. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, you, 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 Jay, you never know what I'm going to do. Um, and <laughs> I like it that way. Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, hey, hey, Ryan, I'm sorry. And I do have to apologize. I'm, I'm working with my cell phone here, but I did not have any intent to call in. Who's who's the gentleman? Who's your guest on the screen? Oh, Ariel is one of the best um, Nick's video people on twitter but he was having a, a bunch of a kind of video connections so he um internet connections but he's one he's he's one of these guys who you know he looks at the games he he does breakdowns the day after and they're really good breakdowns on the plays they're running um why they messed up and they kind of explain what you know what the knicks are trying to do and and how to uh you know what they should be doing okay, better okay so let me like ariel can i ask you a question oh he, he, ariel's internet yeah, dropped just connected right yeah now. so his, his his internet dropped so it's oh yeah he's, so. He, he, he's lost an internet at wonderland okay yeah, got it. yeah uh okay this is what i see i see the knicks trying to run um pick and rolls about 20 percent of the time um I see some ISO ball about 10% of the time. Rest of the time, I don't know what the hell they're doing. They don't uh, either. <laughs> I, you know, uh, I saw a backdoor cut, which if you're going to run pick and rolls, 
you're on pick and rolls, give and go, and back door cuts. I saw one from Obi and quickly hit him. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the the um, the effort at point guard. I see that quickly puts his players not in, and he and he's still a young point guard, but he's getting there. I mean, and he's getting there a lot faster. And there's a reason he's playing point. Uh, Kemba, uh, one guy said, put uh, you know FedEx him someplace. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be fine. UPS him. Uh, just don't <laughs> use the post office because I mean they're just gonna try to stuff that little guy into a mailbox somewhere. And and <laughs> and Bert, those two guys need to go. Burks needs to go. It's not and. And it's not like we're sending these people to a gulag in the Soviet Union. That's what everybody thinks. You're not on the Knicks. I mean, and all of a sudden, your next experience is going to be, okay, now, take down pants. I am going to start hitting you on buttocks with big fat board. No, they're going to another NBA team. We're not killing these people. You know, this is ridiculous. Okay, line up. Herpes check. Oh, no, oh, okay, we can't okay. do it. No. We're, we're, we're making room for players that have potential. We're rebuilding, okay? You can't, you can't rebuild with two antiques. Burks, well, thank you. Uh, thank you, Alex. You're, you're a great guy. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we, we want Cam Reddish. <laughs> I said it right today. Yes. Uh, yeah. to, we, we want to develop this guy because, you know, we sent away uh, Kevin Knox, the, the, the man, the expressionless man, mm-hmm. uh, who you, could, you, couldn't tell, you couldn't tell if he was happy, sad, or, or on crack. I mean, the face never changed. He was sad, trust me. And I'm not, and 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 I'm not saying he ever was. I'm just saying you couldn't tell. So, so maybe that got interpreted as a bad motor. You got a bad motor, you change it. Now we got a new motor. We got Cam Reddish. Okay, let's see what kind of motor this guy has. You're not going to see it with Kemper Walker. Uh, not even putting any of his teammates on the first on a starting unit um, uh, in good positions when he passes him the ball. He passes him the ball, and the guys have to go one-on-one or make another pass. Yeah. You know, there's no – as opposed to quickly, you know, he's, he, he t- he'll take a little bit longer, but um, he'll scope it out, and we'll have a backdoor cut. We'll have a lob. We'll, you know, he'll, he'll drive to the basket and, yeah. and take some contact. So – uh, it's not like we're it's not like we're sending them to Guam, uh, you know. So uh, I, I I we sometimes less is more. And last year the Knicks did more with, with less, less than what they have now. Yeah. And so because 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 everybody was optimized. Yeah. This is this this is scatterbrained, uh, yeah. and and the front office has to. You know, the Lakers could probably use Burks, you know, for their run. You know, uh, Kemba, somebody, an offensive coach. Uh, I don't think Mike – I think Mike D'Antoni's retired. But a guy like him, an offensive-minded coach, 
there's got to be at least one Dantamoni clone in yeah. the NBA. We'll yeah, pick you know, him up. Kemba, Kemba, Kemba can play. Kemba can play backup minutes somewhere. That's, I mean, that's the thing. Kemba is not like. Yeah. Kemba's not. He can't. He can't play thirty minutes a night anymore. That's. He's not like a whole. Like he. Kemba is going to give you good production in some games, and some games he's not going to. And he's kind of. He's kind of more of a backup. So I feel like you know. He he can be moved for a team who needs who's desperate for a backup point guard and just give him backup point guard duties and he'll be fine. That's well, yeah, like and one time I had stated that you know it'd be nice if Kemba did a you know uh, uh, an exercise video and I can I can just imagine the first exercise. Okay, everybody got the music. All right. Let's start clapping. Let's start clapping. Now raise your hand. Raise your right hand up in the air and jump. Look, make it look like you're trying to block the shot. Make it look. Make it look. Okay. Yeah. I think you that don't was a have to actually get up to the ball, but just make it make it look like it. I, I think that was a shot at his defense. Yeah, I think that's what he's trying to get at. <laughs> he's yeah. not playing defense. Uh, yeah. His defense is not there. That's what I'm trying to, to yeah. get at. Yeah. Is, yeah. is absolutely right. The man, I have tremendous respect for the man, but the man's been an offensive player all his career. If he's not getting you 25 points a game, he's not helping your team. Right. And 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 some playoff team could use him off the bench. We got Derrick Rose coming back. Where are we going to put all these people? There's not enough room on the bench. Yeah, I mean we're gonna have we're gonna have two guys sitting, as, you know, uh, uh, cross-legged on the floor. Uh, we got to do something. Yeah, we have yeah. talent. Develop it. I agree. I agree. Yeah. I think it's start. I think it's. I think at this point, like it's almost really, really time. But I feel like yeah. I feel like it's getting really close. I feel like it's getting really close. Like I said when. When Craig deadline hits, I feel like there might be some more lines drawn in the sand to figure out what direction to go. Um, but the only cra- the only thing is too, the, the, the East is so bunched up. Depending on like their thinking, you know, they might still try to go. For- I can see them still trying to go for it. Because well, then if I'm you're going to st- try to go for it, all the more reason to 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 let them to let your best players play. And Burks is a good player, and he can still help somebody. But he's not a starter on most NBA teams. Um, and, okay, Kemba's back now, so he's starting. He's not a starter on most NBA teams. So they're both relegated to the second team. Second unit has a lot of great young guys. Yeah, yeah. And, I and, that, and, that's, and that's all I'm saying. You know, put quickly. My God, he's a point, he's a point guard, and, he, and he, he will excel. I believe he'll get you. 15 points a night. I believe his three-point shot will come back when he knows where he's playing, when he's playing. Right. P- put him with the starting unit uh, and get some draft picks for, for the other two gentlemen. Yeah, that might be and, it. Um, yeah. Uh, and I think and I think that would be a good move. you still got plenty of guys. you still got plenty of draft picks, mm-hmm. uh, you know, for a big move in the future. Right, right. Right now, you don't have any. You don't have any cap space. Yeah, I agree. All yeah. right, thanks, thanks, thanks a lot, Stan. Thanks a lot, Stan. Take care, guys. All right, all right. Yes, sir. Thank you. Oof, man. Ah, this is this is a tough one because I mean, we got we, got, we what's, what's what's we still have a tough schedule, man. I think what's the next yeah. ten games? Do, do you have the schedule? Um, I I could look it up right quick, but I know it's Milwaukee. Then I know it's Sacramento, and I think. Those are road games. Okay. 
Yeah, yeah. But, but I know, but I know for a fact the Knicks have a Western a Western Coast road trip before the All Star break, which is pretty brutal. Yeah, it's I like, know. It's like it's, it's like Kings, Lakers, Suns, and I'm, I'm gonna try to look it up right quick. Hold up. Right, I didn't even know Friday Friday night we have a game. This is him at 10 p.m. Friday now. I'm trying to figure out. Do you want? Do you, you want to? Um, Ryan, do you want to do a post game on Friday night after, after the 10, 10, 10 p.m. game? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I'll i be available to do it, so... <laughs> All right, so we, we'll be here right after the game Friday night. During the work, yeah, it might okay. be a little harder, but we'll, we'll be going, I'm going to try to figure out how, how we're going to handle it. <laughs> yeah, here's the schedule coming up. So, the Bucks Friday. Then after that, the Kings come to the Garden. Right. And then, and then the, yeah, the Grizzlies come to the Garden, so, so it's going to be Bucks, Kings, Grizzlies, and then, the, then there's the West Coast trip. Lakers, Jazz, Nuggets, Warriors, Blazers. Mm. Woo! Yeah. That's, and that's all before All-Star break. All before All-Star break. So if I, man, if I was a better and, 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 not, and, and not to mention after the Trailblazers, the Knicks come back home and he faced the Thunder and then the Nets. If I was a betting man, if I was a betting man, I would bet by by. I can't see how by All Star Weekend moves aren't made, man. At least small ones, small ones minimum, small ones minimum to get like uh to move Burks and Kemba bare minimum. But I I can't I I just don't I just can't see how it's not happening. Yeah, I will I will be completely completely shocked if the trade deadline comes and the Knicks are the same team that they are today. I'll be shocked. Right, and I'm not sure. If, I don't know what Kimba's value is right now. His, his value is all over the place, right? Because he gave you uh, this historical one-week dream when Kemba was the man. Then he comes back. He hits a couple of threes his first game. And second game, he's like, and eh. third game, he's and. Eh. So I'm not sure. I don't know what his value is. I don't know if teams are going to be like, ooh, I'll give you a pick or a second round, a couple of second rounders for him. Or I don't know if teams are going to be like, you got to give us a pick to get rid of him. Like, I'm not sure what the value is for Kemba <laughs> at this point. But yeah, with, man. with Derrick Rose coming back, yeah, if Derrick Rose comes back and then we get we move Kemba and Alec Burks, which kind of frees up some some stuff that will free up quickly to get some more backup minutes, um, and or even starter minutes. Who knows what what we'll do after that? Um, that will free Cam Reddish up to get some minutes, and then maybe that and then. At that point, I just hope that we play Obi more at that point because that's the sign to me that we might not really all the way go for it, but just try to play the guys we have. Um, I know there's some. I know there's some other point guard that I know Tibbs is still probably going to ask for a point guard. I've seen Jalen Brunson has been in the news. I saw that Tim Hardaway guy hurt the other day. So I don't know if they want to, you know, move. Maybe they're scared of Brunson and want to take Kemba back. Brunson because they feel like he's gonna walk later. Who knows? Uh, I'm not sure what point guards are out there, but um, I'm sure Tips is gonna try to point, point push for one if anything. But if we, if we get back a point guard, we're still gonna be we're still gonna be in a same. We might still be in a weird steam, weird position where um, I'm still worried about Cam management at that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's the cast twenty two. That's the kind of the cast twenty two. Yeah, most definitely. I think the Knicks have to make moves where they're not trying to bring in anybody significant. It's just to get rid of 
certain players so that the players that you already have on the roster, you know, players that need more minutes will get those minutes. Absolutely. And I see people talking about Kenny Atkinson in the chat. Yo, you know what I would love? You know what I would love? I don't, I don't <laughs> think this would happen. But I would love Jeff Van Gundy to be put on the staff. That would be a dream because you already, you already know Ryan for past episodes. You, you, I know you like the Mark Jackson guy. I was, yeah. I was I was down for I was down for um Mike Budenhauser. That's who I wanted. Uh, who now wanted a championship? <laughs> yeah, with the Bucks. With the Bucks. <laughs> um, I was cool with Tibbs. I was kind of actually I was down for Tibbs. I think I was. Do I remember how was I on Tibbs? I think he was like my second choice. I think if I remember correctly. Yeah, I mean, I had no issues with Tibbs at the time because I was because to me Tibbs is a competent coach. You know, I was like, you know, the Knicks actually need a guy in here who who will actually coach to help you win games, and Tibbs is that guy. But I'll say this though: if the Knicks hired either Mark Jackson or Mike Budenholzer, I I could put money on it. The young guys would be. They would be getting run out there oh, that's if it was sure. Budenholzer or Mark Jackson coaching the Knicks. That's for sure. They would definitely get more. They would definitely get a lot more run. But the reason I would like Jeff Van Gundy to be here as an assistant is because that's a guy who I feel like might have the respect of Tom. To where uh, if he feels like you know some of these young guys he's get more run and he needs to switch it up. And Van Gundy kind of like pushes him in that direction. I feel like Tom might respect him more and actually do it. Yeah. And then if things go wrong down the line, and you, you know you want to keep Tom here for another year or two, then you already have Jeff Van Gundy you can slide in like, ah. and then keep, <laughs> the, keep the things on the rails, keep things. You know, that's my that's my opinion. But ultimately, I want Tips to succeed. Ultimately, I want Tips to succeed. Um. I know yeah, some people. Definitely. I saw some people say, "Give Johnny Bryant the keys. Give Johnny Bryant the keys." Huh? I'm, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I still want Tips to succeed. I hope. Hopefully, somebody talks to them about giving some of these young kids minutes and the the timid rotate timid rotations. But you know, it's kind of it's it's, it's that's that, even that's a tricky balance to be coaching from the front office. Is still like a tricky thing. Yeah, it's because it, you don't want to. Overstep bounds, but sometimes things are just so obvious. Oh gosh, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> Vib, vibe stop says Tiz needs to be going like now. Uh, Don High says I want to harden those coach for guys like Knox. Yeah, I agree with you. I want to harden the coach for guys like Knox. We'll put a foot in his ass, but yeah, that didn't work. Oops, sorry for cursing. Shout out to Nick him up says Kemba deserves to be bought out. I can see that. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, all right, let's go. We got uh. V- I know Fritz says he wants to call. He wants to get in there. Fritz, come in here, man. Let's know what you want to talk about. Sir. Hey, how you doing? What's going on, man? Hey, yeah, man. It was a rough one today. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I, I mean, I know around this time everybody's talking about, hey, um, we need to trade, we need to do all these things. But I, I'm not. I'm not certain the trade most people think is going to happen. Like. There's trades that you do to get better, mm-hmm. and there's trades that you do for business decisions. I, um, this year's been so bad. I think the Knicks may make a business decision more than like, hey, let's get another piece. Like, um, there, there, the roster is just 
it's not, hey, we just need one right guy and it'll be fixed. They may, they may have to try to erase his mistakes. And that kind of trade I can see happening too. Mm. So, uh, yeah, so everybody's talking about, hey, go out and get a point guard, but you can go have the Knicks try to try to clean up these contracts, these bad contracts. The 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 F. Fournier's, the the Kemba Walkers, uh, the Alec Burks, the, the contracts that you knew you shouldn't have given. They may have to they have to do a trade to like get rid of those. Yeah. So it, it you might like I've been like man I've been like on few trades. There's a couple out there that would make sense, but man, fans wouldn't like it. I already, like I already see, man, because Fritz be playing with that trade. Uh, Fr- Fritz be playing with the trade machine like every day. Like that's his thing. Like he wakes up, he, he he'll, he'll like hit it. You know, he'll post, he retweet some Nick time stuff, and then he'll play with the trade machine. That's what that's what Fritz does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know what? If I can't slip in the middle of that, I will be in the trade machine. If you look around the league, there's one trade I would bring up, and I know you guys would not like it. Let's hear it so we can hit on it. John Wall <laughs> would not let the Rockets take a dollar off his contract to buy him out. Wait, wait. You talking and about John Wall? Knicks, John Wall. To, to New York? And, and it's more of a – yeah, as a business decision. That you can get rid of Fournier, get rid of Burks, you give up Kemba without giving up a pick. Fournier, Burks, and, and I think, yeah, there's there, that you can maneuver it that Rockets actually save money even though they're longer contracts. So there's, there's, there could be ways that the Knicks could be looking to erase some of these. See, if you got rid of those players, Cam would have his time. Um, I mean, pretty much everybody you want to have play time would still have playing time. And then you have one more year of John Wall. Huh. Because, I mean, think about it. Because if you're getting rid of Burks, Kemba, and Fournier, Grimes steps in. Right. Grimes gets more minutes. Quickly steps in. But then again, Wall's going to be there. So Wall's going to be this, here, this, too. Yeah, yeah there's gonna be, there's, so there's going to be a conflict there. There's going to be but Wall then and Burke, Derek. Yeah. Wall just wants to yeah, play. But, Wall doesn't necessarily want to be a starter. He wants he just wants to play. Like he he wants to continue his his um his um his playing the way Rockets are doing this. They're just sitting him on the bench. He was he he wants. So I mean, like you can sit him on the bench playing fifteen minutes a game. You you freeing up all this money. Like one more year, one more wall, and once he rolls off, you guys can look at a third. When is he expiring? Am I crazy for thinking that's not Next such year. a crazy idea? Yeah, I think it depends on when Wall expires. He expires next year? Next year. Hold on. Hmm. Hold on. Because, like Ex- I said, expires like I said, 2022, 2023. We get rid of Fournier. Grimes plays that spot. Cam plays more. And. Oh, that might not be so crazy. Yeah, I, I, not. That might that might not be so crazy. 
I feel crazy for agreeing to it. I mean, Rockets just don't want to spend the money. Rockets can go to Kemba next year and be like, Kemba, you going to make nothing? I'll pay you seven to go. It really all depends on if the Rockets want the years or not. That's what it is. You know what? Because it's not so. Burks is only one more year guaranteed. Kemba's only one more year. Fournier is three, but they can actually save money. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I figured out a way they can actually save money. So, yeah. Yeah. And Ronnie, I know somebody said. It's crazy. Ronnie said, um,. Kimba can't help us now. It's not, I mean, Wall can't help us out. It's not necessarily about Wall helping us, right? Like, if Wall helps us, cool. If he doesn't, cool. It's more about freeing up time for for Grimes and Cam Reddish. That's really what it is. Like, if, if the season is Free lost. Freeing up time and money. Freeing yeah. up time and money. Mm-hmm. For, and also, uh, and also um, something that I, something to mention is uh, Joakim Noah's Money Gill comes off the books after this season too, which is interesting. Which is finally, yeah. Thank you, C. C. Jackson. So yeah, it's not about it's not <laughs> about making the playoffs really. It's more about consolidating the roster and giving more playing time to guys who need who need to make decisions on decisions on, which is Cam Reddish and um and Grimes. Ooh, Grimes. Yeah, and having him because I I do feel like Grimes can play the Evan Fournier role if given time. Um, Cam Reddish is like I said before. Cam Reddish might be a little bit shaky, but you know, we'll we'll have more data to see where we want to go with him. So, man, I sound crazy for agreeing to it, but I don't. It doesn't sound crazy to me. Yeah, it, 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 really yeah, it, it doesn't sound crazy. I mean, the only reason like you're kind of like iffy about it because you're like John Wall. Like, why the hell are we bringing John Wall in? That's the only reason why. But when you think about it, it's like, well, that does free us up, free us some of our young guys. So yeah, it, it might be might be worth it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right, Mr. Trade Machine. <laughs> All right. He'll be with the man. I wonder what I wonder what the Knicks would do it for sure. Woo. Man. All right. All right, Mr. Trade Machine. Thanks. Thanks for calling in, Fritz. I guess I guess Fritz hung up and took the key to Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> All right. Man. <laughs> what a night. What a night. That is our show, man. I think it's a good time to end it. Thanks for Ariel for coming in. I feel like I feel like we didn't really get the full Ariel experience. Because <laughs> he didn't really get to talk. I was trying to like fill in on stuff. So maybe he'll be back uh one week um to, to uh, with better connection. I'm gonna yeah. try to get some other guys in here as well. I have some other guys on the radar that I, that I want to um to clue in to uh help help us talk next, especially on, on some of these Wednesdays, you know. You know, Raw be on his thing on Wednesday, so I'm gonna try to get some more guests here on Wednesday for you guys. All right. So shout out to Ariel, thanks for coming through. Shout out to the next video guys who might try, might have like another video guy come on uh, for another show. All right, but salute to everybody who's rocking with the K3 show. If you like the show, please hit the like and subscribe button. Thank you for all the super chats. It comes a long way. Next game will be on Friday, and me and Ryan G will be here talking these Knicks at crazy hours whenever that game. Yeah, ends. yeah, Woo. like midnight. Exactly. <laughs> so you know, get your coffee, or maybe you want to maybe get your grab your beer. And we will be talking Knicks versus who we play on? Who do we play on Friday, Ryan? The Bucks. Oof. Strap up for that. It's funny enough, Randall usually gets up for the Bucks games. Yeah. Yeah, well, hopefully he'll be up for this one coming up. Hopefully. Right, right, right. 
also Nerlens Noel, man. Nerlens Noel is a guy who, who's 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 kind of been our guy who's been slowing down Giannis for us. He's kind of like our uh, 2022 Noah Vonley. <laughs> if, if you guys, for you guys who've been all 82 every year, Noah Vonley was our uh, Giannis stopper for a while back in the day. Well, but Noel seems to play good defense against Giannis, so hopefully he'll be back and healed versus um you know these bucks. Shout out to Barry Rock in the chat. He's shout out to Ronnie. All of them says thanks. I like the show. Man, I appreciate you, man. I appreciate you. <clears throat> um, definitely come back. Hopefully, subscribe to your channel if you haven't already. All right, and we'll be doing these shows every time. And I'm working on some guests, and I'm working on a pretty, a pretty nice guest too. Is is I'm working on a pretty nice guest for the show. Hopefully, he comes through, and I'm excited to see. It's, it's looking alright, guys. It's looking alright. <laughs> pretty a pretty. A pretty nice guest, knowledgeable guest, and hopefully I'll be able to pull that off and he'll come through. All right, but shout out to D Nice, shout out to Be Civilized, Canal Ban Lawyer, B Willis, uh, Ronnie Udlum, Edward Spears, and everybody else is rocking with the KOT show. I might have to get my Be Civilized has been here. Here, he's been. I might, I might have to uh, hold on, I might have to wrench up Be Civilized, yo. The Be Civilized be here telling people to like and subscribe and all that. <laughs> I'm gonna have to give him the run. Shout out, shout out to be civilized. All right, that is our show. My, oh, nick him up, yo, yo, yeah, Mick, yo. There's a couple of guys that have to wrench up. Nick him up too. Nick, Nick, Nick him up. Pick yeah, up. Nick. Yeah, you know I'm giving out wrenches today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving out wrenches. You get a wrench. You get a wrench. Everybody get a wrench. <laughs> yo, do we have oo picks today? A uh, oo pick? Oh, damn. Was it? Well, there definitely was a pick in this game because Nick's, Nick's got smacked. So, uh, uh, let's see. Do we have any oo picks today? Usually, Obi is usually good for a oo pick somewhere. Yeah, because Obi usually catching a lob. But I mean, Obi was a flamethrower from three. I'll give him a oo for that. Okay. Yeah, I'll take that. Ooh. Yeah, I'll give him oo for that. Yeah, he was. He's a, he definitely was a flamethrower from three. He's definitely right, getting more right, confidence right. in three point shot. Oh. I'll give Obi a oo for that. Yo, Nick him up says bring Terry back. Nick him up. Trust and believe. I was already. Tr I'm man. I'm working on it. All right. I don't know what Terry is. I don't know. I don't know what's happened because they they've been down for a while. I've been trying to figure out what's happened with Terry, but I'm definitely. I, I've definitely reached out. So we'll we'll see we'll see. But you know you already know. Us, you know, us, Terry, Trey, you know, we love those guys over here. So definitely going to try to bring Terry back for sure. All right. I didn't mean to pin that message. I was trying to wrench you and ended up pinning that message. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But that is our show. Um, Admiral, there you go. Ryan, let him know where to can find you, sir. You can find me on Instagram at Sir G is chilling. Sir G is chilling. That's S I R G is C H I L L I N. You can also find me on Twitter at Ryan G K O T, and I have an announcement to make. Uh oh. So premiering tomorrow on Instagram will be G's Corner, where for about maybe a minute or so. I'm going to talk about different topics. It's going to mainly be about the Knicks. Okay. Since I'm on a Nick of Time show. Of course. So, so tomorrow, my top, my first topic is going to be on Tom Thibodeau. So, you know, y'all can check that out. 
comment on the video, whatever the case may be. Sometimes I might step out the box and talk about a different sport or a different team, whatever the case may be, but it's going to mainly be Nick's content, and I'm going to try and do at least maybe about three or four videos per week where I just talk about something random in, re- in regards to the Knicks is or this, is another on Instagram? sport. Yeah, it's going to be on my Instagram page. Yeah. That's what's up. That's what's up. All right. So definitely put uh, Ryan G's uh, Instagram in the chat. Hey Ryan, Ryan, can I can I do like a combo? Can you can you like can can I do a hop on every now and again? I don't gotta do a few days a week, you know. Week, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, Hi, of course, Ryan course. G. Just, yeah, yeah, Let's just, go. Just like, a, just like a random like a random topic about the Knicks yeah. or or whatever the or whatever you know other topic there is in the NBA or another sport, whichever. I'm with it. I'm with it. I'm with. It. I'm definitely with it. I look right. man. I want Alex, man. Yo, I heard yo yo Ryan. I heard rumblings. OKOT heads. OKOT heads. Oh, really? I heard a rumbling. Guess guess who hit me the other day? Hey, there's only two people. It's one out of two people. Yeah, it's one out of two people. <laughs> yeah, first lady. The first lady hit oh, me the first, other day. Really? The first lady Uh-oh. hit me the other day. So first lady she, making a return? She, she, I, I'm Listen, I'm not making any promises because I don't... <laughs> the wind yeah, changes. The wind changes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, she put it in inquiry. <laughs> she put, I, she, I, I, she put it in inquiry. That's all. I was like, yo, I was like, yo, let you let your boy know. Exactly, bring back those old school KOT vibes. Exactly, give the old school gutter. Uh, if you got don't know Kathy, Kathy is a is the person who would make the show go from like a civilized conversation to let's throw stuff at people and talk about it. Like, she's the fire starter of the team. <laughs> for sure. But uh, yeah, yo, shout out, shout out. We'll see, we'll see. It's all, all these are hypotheticals. I, I, all these I, are hypotheticals, but I, I'm, I'm going to put in another request for certain people. I'm not, especially y'all like, oh, he, I asked for, oh, I'm going to put in a request. All right, all right. <laughs> But that is our show. Uh, you already know where to find me, man. Find us. Find us at the KOT Show on Twitter, right? Find us on the Nickel Time Show on Instagram, uh, and also you find our blog at the Nickel Time Show dot com. I know, I know, Mikey wrote up a, like a really controversial uh, article on Julius Randle. I already knew when when I saw that article, I was like, "Ooh!" When I post this, everybody's gonna be it's gonna be uh, pitchforks. <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna be, I was like I already knew this is gonna be one of those hate reads. <laughs> oh man. You know, matter of fact, I did see a post on Instagram and I definitely liked it. I I gotta check that out. I gotta read the whole article. Right, exactly, exactly. I'm not gonna lie, he had some points there. He had some points. That doesn't mean and just you know, me agreeing with his points doesn't mean I don't think Julius Green has to step up. But um Yeah. He has some points. That's all I'm going to say about that. So shout out to Mikey who wrote that piece and um, it's ruffling some feathers. All right. <laughs> that is our show. We are out of here. And you know what? As always. Shout out to World Wide West. Everywhere we go, we leave a worldwide mess. It's a mess out here. All right. That is our show. We are out of here. Peace. <laughs> 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 <